Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. We are in the midst of our study of Psalm 119. You all know that this is the longest psalm in all the Bible. In fact, the longest chapter in any of the biblical books. And what I like about the author of this psalm is his commitment to God. So let's begin by asking ourselves a question, and that is, do I also demonstrate a commitment to God by the decisions that I make, the words that I say, and the actions that I take in my life? Can people see that I am committed to Him by my finances and how I utilize all my resources? This psalmist, he was indeed committed and every aspect of his life demonstrated it. Now, another important truth concerning this psalm is his commitment to God, which is manifested by his faithfulness to the word of God. And let's just be very clear about something. You cannot state accurately, I love God, I'm his servant, I believe in him, I serve him, if you're not committed to his words. And many times here, and we'll see this as we begin our study today, when he speaks about the word of God, he is speaking more precisely about the instructions, the commandments of God. He loves God's commandments because when he applies God's commandments to his life, what does that mean? When he does the word of God, he is demonstrating the character of God. And that's what his commitment leads him to do, to be like God. And the commandments of God assist us when we do them. The commandments assist us in being like him, demonstrating the character of God. And realize, it is the character of God that is going to be the character of the kingdom of God. The light in the kingdom of God will not be from a natural source, but the light in the kingdom of God is going to be the glory of God because God's presence is going to dominate his kingdom. Well, with that said, let's begin. Take out your Bibles, please, and look with me to the book of Psalms, Psalm 119, and we're going to begin with verse 57. And notice how this passage, this eighth part of this psalm, because again, we know that this psalm is an acrostic, which means every eight verses, we have a letter. And then when we move into the next eight verses, we have a different letter. And now in this passage, we're ready for the eighth letter, the letter Chet. 
and every verse of scripture beginning in verse 57 and for the next eight verses they all begin with that same letter chet the eighth letter in the hebrew aleph bet and he says here in verse 57 the lord is and we could say my portion now we hear the word portion and oftentimes we think of a part of so a portion is not everything it is just simply part of but this is not how this word is correctly understood when we look at it from the scripture when the psalmist says the lord is my portion what he means is this all of my life everything that that makes up my life is brought under the submissiveness to god's will god is everything to him and god should be everything to us so this is how this this passage is beginning the lord is my portion and then notice what he says i have said now here this hebrew word amarti should be understood as a proclamation a proclamation that can also be understood as a testimony meaning he is declaring it to others that the lord god god is his life everything that that is important to him everything that makes up his life it involves god so he says here the lord is my portion i have said and because he wants god to dominate every aspect of his life to bring every part of his life submissive to god notice what he says lishmor that means to keep to guard to value to esteem he says to keep your words now here we're talking about the words of the lord and more frequently when god speaks to us he speaks to us through commandments he gives us instructions and we have made mention in this psalm that we find that the word of god the law of god the commandments of god the statutes of god the precepts of god the ordinances of god are all being referred to in this section and when i say this section throughout this psalm so he demonstrates that his commitment is to god by responding to his words his instructions so again we need to make this study personal and can we say honestly before god who knows all things we cannot lie to god can we honestly say to him god i value i esteem i guard and i keep your words this is what a disciple does and if we're not interested in the word of god or if someone is careless or casual with the word of god it reflects upon his commitment that he's casual in his commitment he's not serious in his commitment and that is not how a true disciple behaves well let's move on to to the next verse now we have a word the word chiliti now this word within this context and if you do a good study we find that the word sick relates to this word but but in this context 
what it's speaking about is supplicating meaning that one is and there's an old english word to entreat it is a type of prayer it is petitioning god for assistance and this one says look at verse 58 i have entreated and the next word is your face and the word face in hebrew can oftentimes especially when it relates to god it's referring to his presence so this one is petitioning god he's supplicating god he's praying to god that god's presence would be part of his life he understands that unless god is with him and with god being with him there's also going to be access to the resources of god god's provision in order to do something we'll talk about that in a moment but he says i've entreated your face meaning your presence with all my heart is the implication it says beholev with every aspect of the heart now we've talked about many times how the word heart in the bible is more easily understood with the english concept of brain why because in the bible one thinks with his heart remember the famous scripture as a man thinks in his heart so what he's saying is this another expression of commitment he is saying here i am committed that that i am interceding god that god's presence that his presence with all my heart might be with me he wants that intimacy with god he wants to experience god and he says at the end be gracious unto me according to your word and here this is a spoken word your proclamation what you have said your sayings so he understands that when we examine the scriptures we learn that god desires that his presence to be with us here's a sad truth god desires to be with us much more than we desire to be with him that is a true statement and it's very uh, humiliating it's very disappointing that god would want to be with me but i'm not all that interested or show that same commitment as he has demonstrated by giving us his son so that we could enjoy his presence we're not all that that committed that passionate our life does not reflect that truly we want that relationship with god but he says here be gracious to me and again this word for grace it has to do with a desire that god would provide so that we could fulfill his will that we could do his purposes and i would suggest this to you as you learn the word of god and that you study it more and that you you go deeper into doing word studies of the original language you will find how frequently these words will lead you to the will of god meaning this as we talked about grace and mercy god's steadfast love 
those things that god uh, extends to his people they are so that god can bless us but we find blessing in the will of god this is where you want to be you want to be in the will of god and not just in his will but doing his will because this gives you access to a greater experience with his presence god will give you greater resources and again these resources are for you to be faithful to him for you to accomplish his will his purposes so he says be gracious unto me as you have said as you word has proclaimed as your teachings have have taught now move on to verse 59 we have a word that is a word for thinking or we could say calculating something pondering something so in this use of this word laksho which simply means to think but this is in a more intensified hebrew stem and therefore we should think of it as pondering not just thinking but going over something over and over thinking thoroughly thinking intensely giving much much thought to something and he says i have pondered or literally i have calculated so he's figured up something he has reviewed something he's taken the evidence the facts and he's reviewed them thoroughly and he's reviewing what we see here my ways so he's talking about how he's living and he's calculating them in light of the instructions of god what god has has revealed to him and what does he realize he needs to do and this is one who is highly committed to god and the word of god he says my feet i will return meaning left to himself without giving great consideration to the instructions of god the precepts of god the commandments of god what happens well there is an old hymn that talks about the fact that we are prone to wander meaning that we go in the direction that we should not that we we are on that right track but our human tendency is to move away from the pathway of the lord the direction that he puts us on that is a human nature or natural experience and therefore he says i will return i will cause to turn my feet to what he says to your testimonies and i like that because the testimonies here are are those things that reflect who we are in a covenantal relationship with god we bear witness he wants to and here's his commitment he wants to have a testimony a lifestyle that shows others that he's committed to the instructions of god we have this word testimonies and it's only when we embrace what god has testified to us his instructions it's only when we embrace these things are we going to have a god-pleasing witness and that we are going to be living a praiseworthy life look on to verse 60 
he says here i have hurried and have not delayed now again this shows intensity this shows commitment this shows someone who understands there's an urgency to obedience and again ask yourself a question when people look at my life do they see that i have a commitment that i am am considering the instructions of god as an urgent matter or are you casual and that you approach your walk with god very uh, leisurely without any emphasis without a sense of urgency when god instructs us to do something we should respond urgently we should respond with great haste not in carelessness but quickly is what he's saying here so he says i have hurried and i have not delayed and what hasn't he delayed lishmor mitzvotecha which means to guard to keep to esteem to value your commandments and again it's not surprising in this psalm that so frequently we we come in contact with that word mitzvot and remember something i've said this many many times but again we tend to be forgetful the word mitzvah comes from the same word the root for the word team or staff it has to do with togetherness so understand this and this is something that in my opinion is not debatable if someone says i want to experience god's presence in my life i want to be together with him god is good and i want to know his goodness well what this psalmist is telling us and this is true both in the old and new covenants no change god's the same yesterday today and forever what we know is this the commandments lead us into his presence meaning this when i am committed to do the instructions of god the word of god doing that brings me into his presence you say well the holy spirit's in me yes he is so i'm always with god well i would say that god's always with you but you may not experience that you may not sense it but but god yes he has promised never to leave us nor forsake us but what i'm speaking about is more maybe better understood as an anointing and it's only in obedience that you're going to experience that anointing that anointing that matures you grows you empowers you and also enlightens you to god's revelation his purposes his truth now yes we see that without god's anointing i can't do his will but we're talking about a more powerful anointing we're talking about that which grows us and matures us and strengthens us into more effective servants of god look now to verse 61 Hevle. now the word hevel is rope i believe a lot of bibles and this is fine will translate it as cords something that can bind you bind someone with a cord or with a rope you tie them up and it says here and in this sense 
I would argue that it would be best understood not so much with the chords of wickedness, but I would say that that this word can relate to a group of of individuals or groups. And so he's speaking here about groups of wicked ones. What do they do? Well, they are, are gathered unto me, meaning they bind me, meaning that they surround me, they are trying to influence me but notice his response in the language here he says toratcha meaning your torah he says your torah i have not forgotten you forgotten now here's the principle that's being taught to us wickedness when we are associating with those who are not god fearing those who are not sensitive to to the instruction of god those who have no covenantal relationship with god if we fellowship with them we're going to find ourselves forgetting the instructions of god in other words if you associate with wicked individuals and what's wicked here those individuals who are not committed to the word of god let me say that differently those individuals that are not committed to the commandments of god the commandments of god are good paul says that they are holy they are righteous the commandments of god brings us into intimacy with god now as a believer the moment that you accept that gospel you invite yeshua to be the lord of your life your savior you have a new covenant relationship with god but ask yourself this question are you experiencing god are you hearing from god are you reaping god's provision in your life experiencing his his giftedness his provision many believers i believe that they're saved they will be in the kingdom of god but they are not living the life that god would want them to live why is that is there some problem with god there is not the problems always if there's any problem it's with us and when we are not committed to the instructions of god and that's why it is so dangerous today that that people think it's an either or situation i've heard people say this you know you are either under the old covenant or under the new covenant if you're under the old covenant then then the laws of god apply to you but if you're under the new covenant that's that's done away with that is unbiblical when you are under the new covenant and a recipient of god's grace you are going to find yourself being drawn to the instructions of god what instructions of god all of his instructions those in the old and those in the new covenants and you are going to want to serve god you are going to want to agree with god and you are going to want to take the word of god all of the word of god and apply it to your life why because you realize that in obedience there's a greater intimacy with god god desires obedience remember the famous scripture god does not uh uh call us to sacrifice but he calls us to obedience obedience is better than sacrifice and yes messiah made that that unbelievably gracious 
perfect sacrifice on the cross but he did that in order to change us into obedient servants see the problem today is this that we're not understanding that faith through yeshua faith in the gospel the faith that he provides us leads us to serve god that should be our utmost desire and this is what we're seeing in this individual he says your law i have not forgotten verse 62. now in verse 62 we see again that he is is speaking about a commitment a commitment that is a relationship verse 62 which is midnight he says at midnight i will rise meaning i get up why he gets up in the middle of the night which means to give thanks to give thanks to you and what is he thankful about now here's something that is is so misunderstood today people hear judgment and they oh i don't want anything to do with god's judgment that's why messiah went to the cross so his judgment doesn't impact me well understand there's a difference between judgment and condemnation now in the greek language we have the word krino which means i judge and we have the word kata krino which means i judge down or we would translate that i condemn they are not the same words they are from the same root but they have a very important difference in nuance now we will not experience the condemnation of god ever if you are a follower a believer one who has received that gospel message in that new covenant relationship why very simply we know and we see this in many places but the scripture that comes to my mind is romans 8 1 where it says there are no longer any condemnation for those who are in the messiah what a great verse of scripture what a wonderful promise and i believe that because of the cross I will suffer no eternal condemnation god is going to receive me into his kingdom now the rewards well that's a different story but through the gospel i can be assured that i will be in his kingdom if i receive that that wonderful offering of the son of god on that cross to atone to redeem to pay in full my sin debt i can have assurance but what we're talking here is a little different we're talking about being useful to god that should be how we think now it's not i just want to be in the kingdom of god but i want to be a faithful servant of the kingdom people and he says here look again at verse verse 62 midnight i rise up to give thanks to you and the implication is to you oh god and why is he thankful concerning your righteous judgments now god's judgments his righteous judgments are god acting in a way to reveal truth for example a judgment can be a a value 
a judgment can be a a decision so god's decisions are always righteous decisions and he's thanking god he interrupts his sleep that shows commitment that shows priority he interrupts his sleep to rise at midnight in order to give thanks to god because god's judgment is righteous and what is the purpose of god's judgment i hope you know that by now we've talked about it extensively god's judgment establishes god's order let me ask you a question you can live in one of two ways you can choose to have your order for your life meaning you make the decision you say god you just stay over there i i got my own life and i'll make my decisions i'll go i want my order to my life there's many people in fact unfortunately there are those who claim to know messiah to be part of his kingdom people and want to live that way in fact there's a lot of false teaching that says that god will help you accomplish your order for your life your order for your life is sinful you need to to nail that to the cross and accept god's order for your life and this is what we're speaking about here your righteous judgments i want god's order in my life why it's only his order that is going to manifest righteousness in my life and from my life and why is that important again i say this often righteous behavior manifests god's glory and that's what humanity is supposed to do look at the next verse verse 63 most of you know that word is the hebrew word for a friend now it comes from a word a verb which means to be joined together and what he says is this a friend am i to all who fear you and again fear you and the implication is oh god oh oh lord now how do we demonstrate the fear it says i'm a friend to all who fear you and to the ones who keep and we have the word pikudecha a a pikud here is a usually an oral commandment it is a order that someone receives from a superior and he says i'm a friend i'm united i am drawn together with those who want to keep your spoken words your orders that that you have commanded us and now let's move to our last verse look at verse 64 where he says chasdecha hashem which means your grace o lord has filled the earth now what is he speaking about here well he's talking about obedience throughout this this portion and it's grace that gives us the ability to obey god and when it says your grace has filled the earth what he's talking about here is how grace is available and god's grace which only comes through faith in messiah and him crucified meaning that gospel when we accept the gospel we take hold of the grace of god and that grace is going to work in our life and we see here 
through God's grace, he says, your laws, this is word for chok. Chok is a law or a statute or a precept or an ordinance, however you want to translate it. He says, your laws I have learned. And what he's talking here is something very important. He says, basically, through your grace, God, you have taught me your law. Now, there's really no other way to translate this because we look here, He wants God to teach him the laws of God, the ordinances of God, the precepts of God, the standards of God. And what I would say to you is this, grace does just that. When we are recipient of God's grace, that grace is going to work in our life in order to teach us the precepts of God, God's instructions for our life. Why? So that we can do them. So again, throughout the Word of God, God's grace produces obedience in a person's life. And and if someone says otherwise, well, I'm sorry. That is simply not scripturally sound teaching. That is false. God's grace leads us into his will to do his will so that we are demonstrating obedience. That obedience produces righteousness. Righteousness releases God's glory through us and through that that godly behavior so that others can see God's authority in our life. Let me conclude with one last question, and it's this. When people look at you, do they see a person who is demonstrating that they are under the authority of God? That is how a true believer behaves. We live demonstrating we belong to him and we are under his authority. I'll close with that. Until next week, shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.